Podcasters, hear me. It is true what many of you have heard. You need to have your entire podcast library hosted. And as I speak, the solution is here. I stand here before you, truthfully, unafraid, because the Podcaster Matrix is here. Let us shake these microphones, guests, and legacies. Plug into the real-world podcast hosting solution now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Welcome in to Small Business Saturdays. As you heard there from my son, Lewis, my name is Aaron Montgomery, and I am extremely excited here. We got an opportunity to come visit my dad. This is my dad, Monty Montgomery. How are you, dad? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Good. And uh, he's nice enough to sit in with me here. And, and you guys have heard me talk lots about how I was fortunate enough to get to grow up with my dad, sharing all of his entrepreneurial spirit. And I think I got a lot of the things that I say <laughs> from this guy. So this is a real treat for me. We were actually just talking this morning, dad, about the fact that we're going to talk about three things that customers care about here today. And while you know they're, they're very specific and we'll get into some some actual action items. You had mentioned back from when you had your accounting CPA firm. How long ago was that? I want to age you here a little bit, but yeah, yeah. let's see, twenty more more than twenty years. Yeah, but but more than twenty years ago, these same three things we're going to talk about were relevant then. So you know, these are these are pillar type things that we can do for. Our businesses. My dad was nice enough to get up early with me, join us here. So yeah, we are sitting in his office, and <laughs> a lot of work going on in here, Dad. Oh gosh, just constant, <laughs> constant work. Okay, you got to figure out all of the the golf outings and and lots of stuff. Well, like they're that. our priority. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about three things customers care about. Dad, are we on the Backside of this COVID pandemic, hopefully, is that the feeling you get too? That's the feeling I get. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, you know, we've been navigating this for over a year, though. Uh, it was about a couple, I think we're actually a year and a couple of weeks past when a lot of places officially started, quote unquote, shutting down um, when we first got into this COVID pandemic last year. And that's been a challenge, right? We, we've all, done all of the things of pivoting, the figuring out new marketing techniques, navigating all these things that get, that can feel super tricky and really super complicated and can become a bit overwhelming. Um, you know, I know for, for our business, we were just looking at all different ways that, that we could just be there for our customers and help develop. And, you know, what's this new marketing technique? What, how do we do this? How do we do that? Throughout all of this quote unquote pivoting, the reasons we did that was so we can best serve our customers, right? And, and that's that's kind of the gist of this whole thing. And what I think maybe got lost a little bit, and, and one of the reasons why this particular topic stood out to me, um, was because that customer experience is, is what's most important. It doesn't matter if we're in the middle of a pandemic, coming out of a pandemic 20 years ago, right? All of these things are extremely important, but they're not complicated. They're actually pretty easy if we get our, our space, our headspace right. So um, 
I guess today, Dad, we want to talk about three things that customers care about and kind of ditch this whole overwhelmed feeling of, oh my gosh, I've got to figure out this, figure out that, figure out this, and and just kind of understand and refocus on that customer experience that we provide for our customers. So, yes, good, 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 good. All right. Well, here's here and was able to do some research. We we pulled this. So as you guys know, there's a gentleman named Jay Bear, who I follow pretty religiously. He's got a couple of really good books, Hug Your Haters, um, and then, uh, and I just forgot his other one off the top of my head here for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if it's in, in the notes or not, but this is a lot of stuff that he talks about too. So that, that's where we're coming from here today. And in some of the research that uh, we had for this, we found something that was really great news for all of us is that 28% of consumers say that price actually matters less since the pandemic, which I think is a really uh, eye-opening thing. We, I think a lot of us have all focused on, okay, well, you know, people are struggling, so we need to lower our prices. We need to cut costs. We need to do all that. And I think actually the opposite of that is true, that because everybody's less focused on price and more focused on feeling comfortable, having a great experience, whatnot, that that actually allows us a ton of freedom to open up the creativity and, and focus on these three things that we're going to talk about. So um, how do you see that? You told a story. I don't know if you'll remember this one or not, but you, you mentioned a story I don't know, a couple of weeks ago when you and I were talking about uh, the person that was asked about uh, what would happen if you uh, raised, if you doubled your prices? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that story? Well, I was at a, uh, even in those days, we had management seminars for our uh, CPA firm. And I was at the seminar, and the uh, lecturer was going to make a point about basically the uh, value of customer service. And we're talking about price, and uh, he asked the group, well, just think about this. What would happen if you went home today from this seminar and doubled your prices? And sure enough, and apparently predictably, a fellow in the first row said, oh, my God, I'd lose half my clients. And so there was really kind of a lull in the whole conversation because the point was well made. Now he's got twice as much time to serve his customers and build his clients by just simply weeding out uh, half of them. Yeah, 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 you know, so so think about that in, in, in your business. What what would happen if you raise the price? Well, what's holding you back from raising that price? You know, could you double it? And if you lose half your customers, you know, I, I'm not great at math, but I think that still works out okay, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So um, thank you for sharing that, Dad. Um, all right. So before we dive into these three things that customers really care, care about, let's let's quickly describe what we mean by customer experience. Um, when we say customer experience, we're talking about an experience that will exceed expectations. Right? It, it should not be enough just to provide a quality product in a reasonable amount of time. That That's that's the minimum expected requirement just to be in business. If, if you're not able to do that, then, then you've got a lot of things to fix before we can get to this point. So just going out there and say, well, I provide a, a, a 
you know, a quality product and I get it turned around a reasonable amount of time. That's not exceeding expectations. That's not providing a customer experience. Unfortunately, that's just not good enough any longer. But here's the bonus. Not only is it good news about the price that we just talked about, but if you can just focus on these three things, you don't have to get all crazy wild out there. If you can focus on these three things, you're going to be able to easily exceed customer expectations beyond, again, just having a quality product and a reasonable price. So, Dad, would you share with the, the viewers here what the three things are? Well, first, you have to be quick or have speed in your uh, performance. Um, now you're gonna make me forget what the other No, no, you're, you're okay. Um, I don't know if you can see it over there. Uh, oh yeah, I remember now, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to be quick and have speed. You gotta be clear with what it is you're communicating or what the customer's communicating, or you have to have clarity in your picture. And then you've got to emphasize. Uh, you have to listen and, and uh, be sympathetic and empathetic to your customer. Yep, that's great. So the, there, there are those three, speed, clarity, empathy. All right, so you guys take a second, write that down, speed, clarity, empathy. If we can focus on those three things and just do better in those three areas, we're going to create a customer experience that exceeds expectations. Um, there we go. So here, here's a here's a viewer comment that exceeding for me is hand delivering, which may mean driving hour. There you go. You're exceeding their expectations. That's perfect. So let's let's talk about these three things. I want to break these things down a little bit more um, and and get into them, and then give you guys some ideas and maybe some tools that will allow you to um, better just grow these areas of our, our business. So let me do this. Okay, so number one was speed, right? Um, and you guys have heard me say this before. And actually this statement comes from Jay Bear uh, and speed is a choice. It's, it's an active choice that we make. We can either choose to respond quickly. We can choose to, do, to make things quicker. To, it's a choice that we make or we can choose to ignore that <clears throat> get around to it, that type of thing. But speed is a choice. And as I just mentioned, speed can mean a lot of things when it comes to your business. But the very first thing that's important when we talk about speed is we have to believe that that's important. We have to believe that making that choice is going to make a difference. And then we also have to believe that we can be exceptionally fast. Many of us are solopreneurs. Many of us are side gig, you know, getting to making this your full-time business and therefore you, you wear a lot of hats, right? You're, you're the, you know, you're everything from the producer to the janitor, to the accountant, to the, all of those things, but you can make this a choice to be quick. So let, let's think about that. You know, let's say a customer contacts you. What, what's your minimum standard for reply? And not just that autoresponder that, that you have set up potentially. I mean, that, that could be something quick, but if that's not personal and they see through that, that's not a reply. Now, typically, most companies will reply within a business day to emails, maybe return phone calls in an hour or so. Um, but think about this in your business. What if you were to always, no matter what, respond 
to all emails within 30 minutes? What if you were to return all phone calls in 10 minutes? Is that exceptional service? Would, would that make a difference then? Oh, absolutely it would. That's a commitment to your customer. Yep, exactly. Um, let's see here, we've got another comment here. Making sure you allow time for your day is to plan to be able to have speed and not get sidetracked. That's a good point. That's a very good point, yep, yep. So being able to you know, have those times when, yes, okay, during these hours, we're going to respond within 30 minutes, we're gonna return all phone calls within 10 minutes. This is exceptional service. Now, again, we talked about the fact that we're wearing a lot of hats. How do we make that happen? Um, how can you pull this off and still run your business? Well, one tool that uh, probably you guys didn't have quite as much back in your day is we can do things like we can get a virtual assistant to help us with this. No. They did not have virtual assistants. Yeah. But, but the same type of thing happened, though. You, you would hire somebody. You would you know, have a secretary, right? You Absolutely. Somebody that had that job, and then you would set that standard for them. That, okay, this is your job. Your job is to respond to all emails in 30 minutes, get back to all phone calls in 10 minutes. Now, um, I've got here, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'll put it in the comments. I'm not sure it's going to get there or not. But um, if you go to a, a company called iWorker.co, I-W-O-R-K-E-R.co, and um, there, put it on screen there real quick. And actually, if you, you can get to it, if you get to it from that link, rsuccess.group forward slash iWorker, uh, you can actually get five free hours of virtual assistant. And here's the greatest part. Their virtual assistants start at $5.95 an hour. Uh, I work with a young lady through iWorker. Her name's Everlyn. Uh, you guys may have seen her in the private members group a couple times. But she is got a... Um, college degree in statistics, uh, writes very good emails, is fantastic. I love working with her. She's amazing. And again, it's, I think, I think I pay her $6 and 95 cents an hour. So, and if the standard is this, we can then have our virtual assistant reply to all of our emails. So we don't have to worry about that. Right. So do you have a standard? What are, what are some other things that I, I know we talked about in inside speed, but one thing that I notice that holds people back when it comes to making speed a choice is, well, I don't know the answer yet. How can we, how can we kind of get over that? Any, any thoughts on that? Well, if you think about it, many of the questions that you get are fundamentals. And if you uh, either have a, uh, a written uh, summary of the fundamentals yep. that you can give to your, in our case, it wasn't a virtual assistant, it was yep. a real human being. <laughs> and most of those issues can be responded to accurately, quickly. Uh, you got this virtual thing, I yep. would think that would also apply there. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the other thing that I think gets lost for a lot of us is the fact that we have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business it's an online training program and you can check it out at rsuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys 
While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. The Five Keys of Business Success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. Feel like we have to have all of the information when we reply, right? Um, And that's not the case. The customer's expectations are going to be exceeded if you reply and then say, Here, here's the standard. Let me get you some better information so we can best serve your needs. And then I will get back with you in a certain amount of time and then do everything you can to do what you then said. So if somebody has a question that they come to you with that, yeah, is a little bit outside of your normal, outside of the standards, it's okay to say, well, here's the standard, but let me get more information and get back to you. That's a speedy reply. It doesn't mean that when we talk about having a speedy reply, this doesn't mean that we have to answer and, and finish the situation right away. This just means that we need to get back to them and contact them and let them know that we care about them. All right? So that, that's the trick there. So again, we talked about the fact, <clears throat> excuse me, that this can mean a lot of different things in your business. It could be replying to customer issues, but just how quickly do you turn around your orders? You know, if, if your standard production time is five to seven business days and that's totally fine, but internally, what is your standard? Do you have a standard and do you always hit that? So maybe we're going to say five to seven business days is our standard term, but internally we know that, we want to get everything out in three days because every time that you get something out in three days and the customer was expecting it in five days, because here's the trick. If you say five to seven days, customers expect it to go out on day five. They want to be in that upper echelon. So if you say five to seven days and then you get it out in three days, now you've exceeded the customer's expectations. We set the expectation in front by having that policy and then we exceeded the expectation by internally saying our goal is to get everything out in three days. And then we have to set that standard. I think that's probably the other part dad that, that we can kind of get lost in is we haven't taken the time to set those standards in inside of our company and make sure that they're very clear. Even if it's just you, if you have that in writing, you have that above your computer or next to your printer or next to the, press or wherever it's very visible, all orders will go out in three days or all emails will be responded to in 30 minutes. That's going to make a difference. So, um, and then if you have other people that work with you, it's even more important to make sure that they're crystal clear on what the expectation is. 
Because when you set an expectation and you go, okay, well, this is what we're shooting for, that's not going to do it, right? We, we need to say, this is what is required. We have not done our job if we don't meet this standard. Now, you, you set your standard, right? It, no, I, we're, we're not saying you have to do 30 minutes or you have to do three days or anything like that. You set your standard, but then make sure that you're exceeding that standard internally. So any other thoughts there on that? Well, you, you've got to be clear with what the customer is wanting. And once you're clear with those expectations, then your standards become pretty easy to set. And uh, that means that you've got to have a plan and you've got to listen. <laughs> got a plan, got to listen. I love it. Thank you, Dad. All right. Well, that, that's perfect segue to add into number two here, which is clarity. Um, now, what clarity means is many of us are, are kind of on the lookout for the, the customer complaints, right? We, we definitely want to avoid those. We, we know that um, a customer complaint is something that we got to get on right away, and, and that's great. But the other thing that we need to be on the lookout that a lot of times we are not on the lookout for is the clarity warnings, right? And, and, and a clarity warning is when a customer says, well, I'm confused about this, or how do I, or what does this mean? Yeah. Whenever they're asking more questions after you've shared how this is going to work, that means that they're not clear with what that message is. So are you looking for those things? Um, and and you kind of go, okay, well, how do I look for those things? I've got a lot of things coming at me all the time. You've got a treasure trove of information at your fingertips that you probably don't even recognize. Every single time you've responded to a customer, if you go back and you just set up, uh, do a search in your, your email sent box, for any time you, you come up with the word how, confused, what, you kind of figure out some, some of these clarity warnings and then search that inside your email box and there you go. There, there are the, the things that you need to then get more clear about. So um, once you find that, and, and you can do the same thing inside your messengers on, on you know, maybe you interact with your customers on Facebook Messenger or uh, chat or, you know, have a notepad next to your phone that when you're talking with customers, every time you hear them say one of those clarity warning words, you write it down. You write down that question. And, um, and then that becomes the tools that now we're going to take and make sure that we're clear. So, um, Dad, we, you mentioned a little bit earlier the, the kind of having that information. But um, you know, having a FAQ, you know what FAQ is? Is that too new? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I don't know what FAQ is. So, so what is an FAQ, Dan? <laughs> Frequently asked question. There you go. There you go. So how, how, how would that have looked 20 years ago? Well, like you said, most everything was written down. Uh, and we would... Uh, make notes of these types of things. And then in those days, we would have a, a meeting and go over what was important to our clients. Yep. We call them clients. Yeah. And uh, what priorities we had as an organization to address some of these things. Because we didn't not want complaints. We actually welcomed the complaints. It was information yeah. 
to make ourselves differentiate. Exactly, exactly. That's perfect. And, and again, this is what I love about this. And this is why I'm so excited to have my dad sitting here next to me is that, you know, you look at, I, I look at all these things and I'm going, okay, yeah, this is what we do in business today. This is awesome. This is great. And then I realized these are all the same core values that, that my dad instilled in me 20, 30 years ago before I got in, into my career. So, um, yeah, I, I still vividly remember spending time in your filing room. I, I knew all of your clients' customer numbers and, and all that stuff. That was some of my, my favorite memories of getting to getting to see it all in action. So, um, all right. So we need to make an FAQ, and, and we've got this treasure trove of information if we go back through our old emails and, and start actively tracking this stuff. Then here's the bonus. You know, and, and this is where we can really use some of the tools of, of our modern business era is this becomes also great content, right? We just had a training about mastering live video. And one of the things that was holding people back from uh, going out and doing live video and getting out there was they didn't know what content to share. Well, you've got a treasure trove of content here too. So you can take these questions, you can make them a blog post, you can do a live video to answer the question. And then that video becomes something that you embed in your FAQ page. Um, you can post the information on social media, but the key is to then organize them in an easy to find page on your website and then make sure that people know where to go because what will happen is they will have that question in the middle of the night. This is what makes that experience uh, an exceptional experience because they can then find out the information. They can get clarity on their own and they're going to love that. Yes, they, they might love talking to you about it. And so you've got to know this information too. But if a customer can go find out information on their own, then you're going to get comments like the Monty's website was so great because I had all the information I needed to have a successful transaction. So, and then here's an even bigger bonus is we can actually take that FAQ information and we can turn it into an easy to use guide on how to buy your product. So maybe, maybe what you sell are um, bling shirts, uh, rhinestone decorated shirts. And so you can have this FAQ guide about, you know, here are the top 10 uh, questions about purchasing a rhinestone embellished shirt however you're going to word that in your, your voice. Well, if you take that information, you turn it into a PDF, then people can download that and take it. And they can also take that PDF, or you can take that PDF, excuse me, you can take that PDF and you want to get some new leads. There's a perfect way to entice somebody to give you their information. Post on our social media and say, hey, get this 10-point guide to purchasing rhinestone embellished shirts, all you got to do is give us your first name and email address. There's a new lead. And they're just taking your FAQ and digesting it as a, a white paper. They're getting value. You're getting value because now you have a new lead that you can reach out to. Really great uh, opportunity there for you. So anything I missed there, man? Nope. You're, <laughs> you're doing fine. All right. My supervision apparently is working. Yeah, yeah, finally. You guys are, are getting my best here this morning because I got, <laughs> got the my dad's 
Dan in here. All right. So real quick, last thing on, on clarity here, Dad, before we get to, to empathy is, and you'd mentioned this already a little bit, but um, when it comes to clarity, the other thing we need to do is prioritize reviews. And we'll certainly talk about this more when it comes to empathy, but, but people look to reviews more and more. In fact, when we were just sitting out in the living room chatting with Kyleen and we were kind of chatting about this whole thing together is, you know, how many times do we are looking for something? We pick up our phone, we go to Google maps or Yelp. I mean, you'll look at that stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that is what, where we get our information. It's one thing to hear it from the company, but then when we hear it from other people that have made that purchasing decision, it, as humans, that gives us that, okay, I feel better about this because somebody else had made that purchasing decision too. So we need to prioritize reviews and basically make people feel more comfortable with their buying decision and getting that clarity. So um, another tool that you can use here, let me put this link in here, is a great tool that, that we use on several of our websites. It's called Helpful Crowd. I'm going to put it on the on the bottom here. If you go to Helpful Crowd, I love this tool because what it does is it links in with your e-commerce store. You know, if it's Shopify, it, it covers most of the major e-commerce stores. And what it does is you you load it up and then you set, do some settings in the background. And after somebody makes a purchase, it will send them an email thanking them, asking them to give a review. You can even set it up to where it sends them a coupon code for their review, different stuff like that. And it just manages all that. And then it'll, it'll send you a notification once you get a review and it'll ask you to reply and you should reply to it either way. And we'll talk about that here in just one second. But this is an awesome tool. So helpfulcrowd.com is where you want to go and, and, and check that out. You don't have to use that tool, but some way to manage reviews and make them a priority inside of your business. All right. All right. Let's get to number three here, Dan. And then we can go get breakfast. <laughs> That's how I got him in here. I told him we couldn't have breakfast until, uh, until we got this done. So <laughs> I, I got to twist his arm. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, empathy. This comes naturally to some of you. My, my wife, who's right out there, she is uh, extremely empathetic. It's, it's a quality of hers that I am enamored by because she can easily put herself in anybody else's shoes. And for others of us, I, I'm not sure where you fall on this scale, Dad, but I, I know that it is actually something I have to continuously work on. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person, <laughs> that I don't care about people. What it means is I just don't naturally put myself in other shoes. But if we just look at it like this, and, and this is the way I'm able to, to best manage this part of myself is just be kind to people no matter what. No matter what the person on the other side is doing, they're yelling at you, they're being a jerk, they're being unreasonable, all this other stuff. If you can just remember to, I'm just going to be kind. Let them do their thing. Let them have a bad day. Let them feel however they want to feel but I'm going to be kind to them. And this is not always easy and I don't always do it well, but if you can focus on the feelings and not the facts, then you're going to be a, a lot better off. So dad, what, 
well, first off, where do you fall on that spectrum? How, throughout your career, you know, how, how was that empathy able to be best manifested? You, <clears throat> we had to make it a priority. The biggest part of our uh, business plan and goals were to make it a priority to be empathetic to your customer. And to do that, you had to realize that you don't have a business if you don't have a customer. The customer pays your mortgage, the customer pays your car payment, they feed you. Everything is centered on the customer. Correct. So then you become a better listener. And that's sometimes if they're really upset for whatever reason, there's a reason whether it's valid or not is not important. Yeah. Listen to them and you'll learn. Yeah, that's it. He says in here a really good statement that says, Complaints are the canary in the coal mine of customer experience. <laughs> I thought that was a really wonderful uh, summary of the thing. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is a great summary. And <clears throat> and yeah, this is the other part about this that why I was so excited to kind of be able to share these things is because and and we talked about at the very beginning that that whole the story about where the guy said what happens if you raise your price by double? You yeah, know, you lose half your customers. But that makes this empathy thing so much easier because you're working with the people that you want to work with. You're working with the people that are going to pay you the value that you're worth. And therefore, listening to them, being able to suck it up every once in a while, even when maybe deep down, you, I'm right. doesn't matter. It, it, like you said, it, it's listening to them, understanding what they're feeling. And, and I'm, I'm like most of you, and I seen this in our, our messenger and I'm sorry in the Facebook groups and stuff like that everybody talks about oh you know I had this customer this and they're so unreasonable and, and I get all that you know that and that's what our Facebook groups are for we can all empathize with each other we can all kind of commiserate together but that interaction with your customer can't be that you know it can't be what are the the facts of the situation it has to be about what they're feeling because for whatever reason they're feeling like they've been wronged. And, and at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's important. So how do you work with them on their feelings? And it, it does just come from, from this, this being kind. Because here's the other part about this, Dad, that I, I really think is important to understand, is the research has shown that for every, so for every five customer complaints that you get, there were 100 other people that didn't complain and then just left, right? And you said you said that if you understand that your customers are your lifeblood, right? That this is how you pay your mortgage. This is why it's so important. So if you don't take those five complaints seriously, think about how many other customers are just walking away without telling you this. This is why it's the canary. Right? This is when you hear that customer complaint. Mm -hmm. That's the, the coal miners have these canaries because when that canary kicked it. They knew something was wrong and they had to get out of there, Yeah. right? They had to fix the problem. So <laughs> that complaint is that canary. We've got to fix the problem and understand from, from their vantage point why it's a problem. Yep. Um, so take, take, take the emotions out of it. Understand their feelings. Take your emotions out of it. Don't come back at them with facts and, and, and then just kind of look to exceed their expectations. So, um, Let's see here. What else we want to cover here? I just want to get to my notes. So I, I, th I think we've kind of covered 
this whole idea of, of focusing on the feelings, avoid avoiding getting into the facts. You know, the other thing that I wanted to say here is when you do get into that battle with your customers over, you know, who's right and, and kind of facting them to death, you're going to, at the end of that, go, okay, I won, right? You're going to have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I won. But what really happened is you just lost. Um, and uh, so, and Sandy, this is a, thanks for sharing this. She says, I'm one of those. I will usually just walk away and find elsewhere to do my business. And, and I think most of us are that way because this complaint that you get from your customers is actually a gift. They actually took their time to tell you what's going wrong in your business. It may not feel like that. It may just feel like they're being a jerk. But <laughs> so I don't know. Any, any other thoughts on that, Dan? Are you looking to move your business forward and make it a full-time success that not only supports you, but also can support your family? Todd Downing and I launched our success group. Our mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. What we learned when Todd started his own decorating business, and I was a pioneer of the industry's first podcast, was people were hoarding all of the information, or it was just disorganized and had no basis in real results. Both Todd and I saw really nice people fail because they didn't have the basics and a foundation. At the 2019 Dax Tenley Park trade show, we met for the first time face to face and the conversation turned to this very problem. What we soon discovered was a similar passion with different areas of strength. Todd brings the day-to-day know-how, making things easy to understand, and also breaking down the how-to step-by-step. I bring impactful ideas, lessons from the wide range of people I have worked with over the years, and a foundation of business principles to build upon. We don't want you to struggle to launch or grow your business. We want you to thrive, hit the ground running, and be good citizens of your market. If you are interested in learning more and would like to get some free resources, just fill out the form over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. That's empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D. Again, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. Well, doing these things is not easy. You got to really work hard at it, and you don't have to do it all instantly. Yeah, just make a commitment that you're going to give it a try and get a little bit better and a little bit better. And it'll become natural. We got it so that we had 30 some people in our CPA firm, all of them committed to our clients mm-hmm. who are the highest priority. Yeah, yeah. Well, and honestly, yeah, I, that's a great point that you make. I remember that, you know, as I mentioned, I remember the times that I got to work with my dad in, in his business and I, you know, you, you call them clients and I remember that, but there was never this feeling of that. This is just, you know, they all had their customer numbers. I knew what their customer numbers were, but I actually associated the numbers more with the people as opposed to the other way around the people with the number, because I mean, I, I look back on some of your, your, best friends that you, you know, did other business ventures with and, and spent time with, these were your clients. Yeah. You know, you were talking about, um, 
Gary Swanson, one of your your clients. Uh, where? Oh, it's out there in the hallway. You've got one of his paintings out there in the hallway. Uh, very well known wildlife artist. He was a probably one of your better clients, I would assume. <laughs> and one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when when you're charging what you're worth, when you're being empathetic, not only are you gaining a client, a customer, uh, but you're also potentially gaining a friend. And if you can treat your clients like they're your friends, like they're your family, this this will go a super long way. And, and it becomes a lot easier. Like I said, we don't have to tackle all this right now today, but if we focus on getting better at these three things each day, we are gonna turn our customers into friends and sure. family. You know, I, I hear you guys talk about that a lot out there is that, you know, my my customers are my my friends and my family and that kind of thing. So, That's right. um, all right, so let's just review real quick here, Dad, and then we'll, we'll close it out and be done. 40 minutes, I said 30 minutes, but I always go long. <laughs> um, all right, so number one, speed. And the trick here is let's have a set standard for responding to customers or getting orders out the door or, or in some way exceeding their expectations when it comes to speed. So set the expectations, exceed the expectations. The second one is clarity. Have a well-organized FAQ page, frequently asked questions page, point to it often, continuously update it, use it as content that you share out there to the world. Number three is empathy, um, making reviews a priority. Just like speed, we need to have a set standard and system to reply to them quickly and without the need to be right. So focus on those feelings. Um, these, these three things, matter to the customer above all else. Uh, I think we can, you know, and, and here's when we started digging into this, you read through that and I, I was digging into this whole thing. It did be kind of, cause I, I, I read the headline, the three things customers care about. And I'm like, okay, no, there's going to be some really new and exciting stuff in here. Nope. <laughs> Same things you've been doing for 20, 30, 40 years. And, and beyond, beyond even that, these three things, Speed, clarity, empathy, how do you do that? Um, and then just get to work on implementing these things. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to plan about it. And, but the other side of this is let's just do it. Right? Set something in place. Try it. Try it for a week. I'm going to respond to every single email in 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Do it for a week. See how you can make that work into your schedule. Uh, start working on an FAQ pitch. Get something up there even if you don't have it complete, because actually it should be a continuous work in progress and, and go from there. So, um, all right, question here. When using a VA that is answering emails, what do you do when the customer calls and asks to speak to the VA? That's a, that's a good point. Um, so what the way I've actually done this, this is a really good question because it does become a little bit, you know, now you, you have to look at your VA as an employee of your business. So they are, and they will act like that. And if you set that standard for them, they will act like that. But what we've done is we've made it to where the VA is answering as the company. That way you can have different people doing it. Once you get, and, and then there are some tools that you can use if you're having multiple people involved. So we continue to look at it as, you know, I'm the face, Todd is the face of our company. Um, Everlyn's around, but she's not the focus of it. So she's going to be helping in the background. Um, now, if the the you are having the VA kind of share who they are, then yeah, you're you're going to have to 
figure that out. Um, my VA is in Nigeria. So um, the timing of it, it can be a little bit of a challenge. So my, my recommendation is to just have them act as the company as opposed to acting as themselves. And then you can handle those, those calls. Um, that is the challenge with VAs. And I don't know, you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> so you've not worked with a VA, so yeah. I, I thought the VA was a veteran. Yeah, yeah, it's a different thing. <laughs> but re really good question. Um, and these are things that you have to understand, you have to think about. So, you know, you'll you'll find what works best for you. Again, I found that just having Everlyn respond as the company um, is the best way to manage that. Now, some of them will will take phone calls, and, and I've had phone calls with Evelyn, and and her English is fantastic, uh, Nigeria, so that it's fairly native for them there. You just have to kind of find the right person. And, uh, and here's the other thing with VAs real quick, though. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Start, start working with one. You don't have to continue working with that person if it doesn't fit. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or you're not doing things right. They're just not a fit. It's just like having a, an employee. You know, Dad, you would hire a secretary and seem really great and it wouldn't work out. And wasn't for any other reason than it just wasn't the fit for your culture, your company. Right. 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 All right. So I think that's, I think that's about it. What other questions do you guys have? Um, these are the three things that, that customers care about most speed, clarity, and empathy. Did we miss anything yet? That was pretty thorough. Okay. All right. Well, I did promise him breakfast. I promised him it would only take 30 minutes. So I got I got to feed this guy before he gets up. No, okay. All right. Well, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. It is really special for me when we get to do this. I enjoy it. So. Good, good. All right, you guys, you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And um, we will look forward to seeing you guys all again here soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.